Thank you for listening to the Intersect Podcast. You can find out more about our ministry at RiverdaleChurch.com or on our Facebook page. We pray God challenges and encourages you while you listen. I am pumped. Okay, everyone say pumped. I am pumped for winter retreat this weekend. If you are going on winter retreat this weekend, there's about 25 of you in the room. We are going to have an awesome time. So if you are going on winter retreat, make sure you are here at 4 o'clock and be prepared to not sleep, to eat tons of food, to pig out, to, uh, we're going to play Gaga Ball. They got Gaga Ball out there. Who likes Gaga Ball? All right. Another thing that I'm really pumped for that we are looking at uh, buying uh, this summer is Nine Square. Who's ever heard of Nine Square before? All right. I got a picture of Nine Square. So this is Nine Square. Uh, it's about six and a half, seven feet off the ground. And basically, who, who's played Four Square growing up? All right. All right. I was the bomb at, at, at uh, Four Square because I have long arms and I can cover my entire box. All right. So Nine Square is basically Four Square, but above your head. And it's like volleyball. So if it falls through your square and it touches the ground, you're out and you rotate through. So uh, if it's as much fun as I think it's going to be, I've never played it before. Andy's played it. Andy's really excited. Uh, we're going to buy it and we're going to have it out here this summer uh, and we'll be playing it in the gym. Uh, we're going to have some bonfire time. Who's excited for bonfire season? Right? That's awesome. And, and I'm just, I'm on a diet so I can't be as excited about this, but who likes to eat? Like... It doesn't really matter who just likes to eat. Like, it's awesome. But our main goal, everyone say main goal. Our main goal for this week and for winter retreat is that you would encounter Jesus in a new way. A way that would create a permanent change in the way you view your relationship with him. A way that would bring joy, comfort, bring tears. Who's ever cried for Jesus? I have. I'll, I'll be the first one. I cried for Jesus. All right. And bring solidarity in your faith. So if you're going, let, let me just say this. If you are going to win a retreat, and then I'll move on because half of us in the room aren't going. Uh, if you are going to win a retreat, what I want you to do is in your notebook that you're bringing this week, and I want you to write down one goal, one goal that you want God to do in your life over the course of three days. And I want you to think about it, pray about it. And then when we go into the weekend, be, be concerned about, like, God, whether it's, God, I want you to... Free me from addiction from this. God, I want you to um, help me see you uh, in a different light. Help me to experience you in a new way or whatever it might be. Write it down and then on Sunday, uh, I want you to read it again and see what God did in your life uh, over the course of the weekend. How many of you know that goals are important? Okay, goals are important. And we have goals for so many things. So for instance, if you are playing a game, what is the goal of the game? To win, to win, all right? <clears throat> to win the game. doesn't matter what kind of game. The only reason you play it is to win, all right? How many of you, um, like for instance, grades, all right? How many of you, it's a goal to get an A across the board, all right? How many of you are like, that's an unrealistic goal for me? Uh, I just want to pass, right? That's me. Or like uh, English class, like how many of you have it as a goal to read every single book from cover to cover that, that your teacher wants you to read? Does anyone have that goal? All right. How many of you are like, I just want to know the main points when I read them on the internet? Like, that's, that was me. Uh, how many of you... 
have ever had a goal with your parents, like, I just don't want to fight with my parents today. Like, I don't want to fight, or I want to, I want to say, uh, or have a goal of, like, I want to love my parents more, all right? Um, how many of you have a goal? Um, like, for instance, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, how many of you, like, would say, like, when this video came, comes out, it's my goal to beat it within 24 hours, all right? All right. Uh, Uncharted 4 is coming out. I'm excited for that. That's one of my favorite games as the Uncharted series. Um, but there are just goals for everything in life. It, the, the thing of goals is coming, it, it's becoming super popular on social media on that. So, for instance, uh, one of the big ones out there is hashtag uh, relationship goals, all right? Uh, there we go. Uh, everyone go, aww. Hashtag relationship goals, all right? And there can be every, there's so many different ways that you can go with that. And then there's hashtag life goals, like having a baby and squishing its face with your love, all right? Hashtag life goals. And then there's hashtag squad goals, all right? Hanging up with your crew, getting your groove on with your diapers, like strutting around town and be like, yeah, this is my squad, like... You probably would get arrested. And then if you, if you ever get arrested for going out with your squad and your diaper, never say if you passed your brain and told me I could do it. Don't, don't, don't pin this on me, all right? Say the internet told me to do it, all right? That's where I got all this stuff, all right? So having goals is super important. I'm going to give you five real quick things that goals do for your life. And so if you are taking notes, uh, uh, write this down. So having goals, everyone say number one. Having goals gives clarity on your end vision. All right. If you don't have a goal or you don't, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? If you say, you know what, I, I, I don't know what I want to do after high school. Well, you know what, you're probably going to do nothing then. All right. If you want to, if you don't know, uh, if you don't have a goal of finishing your homework by the time it's due, you're probably not going to get it done. All right. So give having goals gives clarity on your end vision. All right. Having goals. Everyone say number two. <laughs> having goals gives or drives you forward. When you have a goal and you know you want to get there, it causes you to do it. Right. So if you say, I have a goal to finish my homework by Friday so I can go out with my squad in my diaper on Friday night, like, you want to get your homework done, and so you want to accomplish your goal. Because how, how many of you have ever accomplished a goal before? All right, any goal, like, I don't care what it is, all right? It feels good when you accomplish a goal, doesn't it? Makes you feel good, warm fuzzies inside, all right? All right, everyone say number three. Having goals gives you focus. All right, there's a big difference between saying, and I'm just using these ex as examples. I'm not saying like this is right for everyone, but um, all right, I have a goal to go to college afterwards. All right, that's a good goal. But if you say I want to go to college at such and such school and studies this, that's even more focused. All right, so now you've taken it from, I'm not going to know what I'm going to do. I'm going to live in my parents' basement for the rest of my life and never work. No, that should not be a life goal, all right? No, you will never get married and you will be a loser, all right? You want to get out of your house and experience life. I'm just saying, if your goal is to live in your parents' basement and not talk to anybody, 
that's it. All right. So now you've gone from having no goal to being focused on what God wants you to do or what, what you believe he wants for your life. And you know better how to get there. All right, everyone say number four. Having goals makes you accountable. It makes you accountable to yourself. It makes you accountable to your friends. It makes you accountable to Facebook world. Because how many of you know, if you go on Facebook and you say, it's my goal to run a half mile. And then everyone sees you like just logging around and just whatever. Like, hey, everyone's going to ask you, hey, did you run your half mile yet? And you're like, no. Quit talking about it. Like everyone's going to bug you about it until you actually accomplish your goal. Or if it's yourself, if it's like, all right, I have a goal of doing this. Like, you want that good feeling that comes with accomplishing your goal. All right, everyone say number five. Having goals helps you live the life you want to live. How many of you want to accomplish something in your life? All right. This could be anything. Like, I have a goal to go to Disney World someday. That could be something as, as, or as like that. It could be, I have a goal of um, to cross the street, like... That's an easy one, all right? I have a goal of uh, I have a goal of getting into an Ivy League school, all right? Harvard, uh, uh, expensive smart people schools, all right? All right, junior high, all right, ju- senior high. I'm sorry. Sometimes we need to clarify for the junior hires, all right? I know. Good job. Shh. All right, sometimes you might have a goal of, like, I want to get married. I want to have a husband. I want to have a wife. I want to have babies. Like, some of you might be crazy and be like, I want to get married and have 10 kids. I'm like, uh uh-uh, like, no, 10 10 babies. Like, no, thank you. All right? Having goals helps you live the life you want to live. Because when you set goals of what you want to do, you become happier as you accomplish things that you want to do. One of my goals is to go to New Zealand and do some of the extreme sports stuff, zip lining. Uh, I don't want to go base jumping or uh, what's, the, what's the squirrel suit? The flying squirrel suit? No, I die. Like, I would do something dumb, like put my arms down and go right back in the cliff. Like, no, thank you. But I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'd love, before, before I got married, it was one of my goals to go skydiving. And my wife says, you know what? You should have accomplished that goal before we got married because you ain't doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she needs me around. Um, so if you have never set goals before in your life, let this be an encouraging point to you. Uh, make some. Make some goals. Whatever it is, I don't care. Maybe your goal is to cross the street because you've never experienced your neighbor's house. I don't care. You've seen the giant screen TV playing the football game. Just knock on their door one and say, hey, can I watch TV? They might say no because it's weird. But uh, you'll accomplish more in your life. And at the end of your life, you will feel like you've lived more. How many of you want to live more life? Like, Okay. So we've been working through this book of Philippians, and where is Paul hanging out as he writes these letters? He's hanging out in jail, all right? And so far, he's had a pretty good attitude, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Annie, go ahead and bring it up. If anyone would like to donate $200 for new microphones, I'd be more than happy to take it. (laughs) 
All right, all right. Woo. Okay. So we've been working through the book of Philippians, and we're on chapter three. Everyone say three. And Paul's having a pretty good attitude about being in jail. I, if I were in jail, I would not be having a very good attitude. But at this point in chapter three, Paul begins to talk about his life accomplishments. It's kind of like when you're about to die and your, your life starts flashing before your eyes because if you remember from chapter one, Paul actually is not ruling out that he's going to die. All right? Have you ever seen The Martian? Okay, I just watched The Martian this last week. How many of you, like, like if you're stuck on Mars, you're probably going to die. <laughs> All right? <clears throat> That's basically what Paul's viewpoint is at this point, is he's like, you know what, I'm in jail. They've killed most of my Christian friends at this point. I'm probably going to die. And so he starts talking about the things that he's done in his life. Open up your Bibles real quick. All right? We're going to open up to Philippians chapter 3. 9.52. That's okay. Katie cheats. All right. So this is what Paul is saying. All right. When he starts talking about his accomplishments, he says, look out for those evildoers, those religious type of people who keep themselves busy with their works. He's saying, watch out for the people who go to church. That doesn't make any sense. Watch out for the people who read their Bible. Watch out for the people that go to Christmas and Easter service. Watch out for the people that go to youth group. Watch out for the people who send their kids to youth group or they babysit at small groups or whatever. Watch out for those people because all they're doing is they're keeping busy doing Christianity or doing God stuff and just and Paul says that because we are the true followers of Christ who celebrate who he is, we put our trust in his death and resurrection. So look at verse 3 real quick. This is what Paul says. This is why Paul is saying he's better than those other people. He says in verse 3, For it is we who are the circumcision who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Put no confidence in the flesh. Okay? He's saying all these people have done stuff, but it means nothing. No confidence in what he says. Look, look at verse 4, because he does something kind of funny right there. He's like, so all these people, they go to church, they send their kids to youth group, they babysit, they do all this stuff, they raise their hands in worship. But then in verse 4, he does something funny. He says, though I myself have many reasons for such confidence. He basically says, you know what? All those people, they stink. They've accomplished so much. But hey, I'm pretty cool too. Like, I'm pretty awesome. Paul says, we are God's people. We don't need stuff. We don't need to work for our salvation. But then Paul goes ahead and says, hey, just as a side note, like, I'm better than all of those people, all right? I've done more. I've, I've been to church more. I've studied the Bible more. I've done some impressive stuff, and you should just look at my resume. So let's look at his resume real quick. Verse 4, second half of verse 4, starting at 
So it's in my Bible, it's a new paragraph, all right? So it says this, uh, four through six. It says, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more, suckers. All right. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel. I am of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, and as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Pharisee is basically an old school priest that only did, that didn't do the things of Jesus. He only did what the Bible tells him to do and not do, which did not include loving people necessarily. All right? This is what Paul's saying. He's saying, you know what? I've done ABC. I've been a pastor. I haven't sinned. I've done all this stuff. I am the man, but none of it matters. Look at verse 7. He says, but whatever gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. This is basically what Paul is saying. He says, you know what? I'm pretty awesome. How many of you are pretty awesome? I think you guys are pretty awesome. Okay, if you're not raising your hand, you should be. All right, quit lying to yourself because you're awesome. All right. I'm pretty awesome, and I've accomplished a lot. But none of that is worth anything. He actually goes on and says, you know what? All the things I've done, it's garbage. Everyone say garbage. What do you do with garbage? You throw it away. If you're weird, you eat it. All right. If you lost something, you look through it. If it's Tuesday morning, you take it out to the street. All right? He says it's all garbage. All Paul is saying is like, I've done all this stuff. I've gone to church. I've, I've read my Bible. I've prayed. I've done all this stuff. But none of that matters. Because all I want is to know Jesus more. That's Paul's goal. Verse 10 says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death. You guys want to see something cool? It might not be that cool to you, but it's kind of cool to me. It's not a gummy worm. It is a heart. Okay. This is the medal that I got for running a 5K on Valentine's Day weekend. That's why it's a heart, and it just looks pretty on me. All right. This is the medal that I got. The only way that you can get this medal is by completing... A 5K. The only way that you can get this specific medal was completing a 5K when it was stinking negative four degrees outside. All right? You know what? Marlena and some other people from church, they were at the race. They didn't get no medal because they didn't run the race. They didn't get a medal. For a lot of people, this is what they're striving for in life. This is their goal is to get medals, to win stuff. There's a lot of adults that, I know it's made fun of in movies a lot, but there are a lot of people who still live in their high school days and they're like 60. Like, I remember when, like Uncle Rico on uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Like, okay. 
Like, all they do is they live for medals. They live for recognition. You know, I was, I was watching the marathon uh, a few years ago, and some people really, really want a medal, and they really want to win the first place. And so we're watching it, and all of a sudden, uh, the really fast guys come by, and they're running hard, and they're doing all the stuff. They're wearing shorts, like, here, and, like, they look really funny running, okay? And then this woman comes by, and she's, like, running, and she's booking it, and she's, I'm like, wow, she's really fast. She's got long legs. She's like a gazelle. Woo! All right? And then comes, like, less than a block behind her. Here comes this other woman who's got, like, um, she's got a dark tank top on, and she's got uh, running leggings, I don't know, running tights. I don't know. They're funky purple color or whatever. And she's, like, she's running. She's making a really weird face, and she's, like, but she's book, like she's faster than me, even at me at my full out sprint, and she's on mile like twenty five out of twenty six. All right, so she's running. She's and then you look, and she's like, I'm like, oh, she's so fast, she's so fast, she's so, oh, oh, oh. This woman's so hardcore. She really wanted the first place medal, and what you notice is that as she runs, something terrible happened to her. How many of you have ever run long distance before? Like more than three miles, okay? If you know anything about running long distance, things start happening in your body that you don't necessarily want. Namely, sometimes when you run long distance, you gotta poop. And normally when you poop running long distance, it ain't solid either. Just hashtag real talk, all right? So this woman is booking it. She's like, oh, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's poop down your leg. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, 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 ah! The woman got second place, but I'm like, dude, like, you want that medal way too bad. All right. I don't care. When I run my marathon, if I have to take a poop, I'm going to latrine at the side of the road, and I'm taking care of my business, all right? I will not be that guy, all right? Especially if it's been like five hours and then I'm the guy running with poop down my leg. <laughs> Something weird. All right. I'm not that hardcore. How many of you would do that? Like if you had a chance to get second place in a marathon, you would poop yourself. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Kyle, I kind of believe. I think Kyle just wants to poop him. I think both of you just want to poop yourself. Have an excuse to poop yourself. To simply get a medal. How many of you, shh, how many of you would run a full marathon that's 26.2 miles to simply get a medal? Yeah. Okay. Keep your hands up. If, if you would seriously, like, by the way, you can do this, so I'm just, I might just put it out there. Okay, okay, keep your hands up. Okay, how many of you, if you ran 26.2 miles and I gave you a $100 bill, would try to do it? All right, okay, a few more of you? No? What if, what if I challenged you this. What if, okay, I know this is plastic, okay? I know this is plastic. Let's pretend it's not plastic, okay? How many of you would run a marathon if you received a real 
gold crown with monster jewels in it, and like you're like, yeah, I would like for sure make that happen. All right, I would. I mean, all right. I think almost everyone in this room, if I said you could have a magical, not magical, a intensely gold crown, like if this was real, this would probably be like $500,000 or something like that, like something crazy, okay? I think most people in this room would say, yeah, I'll try. I mean, we at least try. Like if we're talking about an intense crown, I would probably do it and then sell the crown, to be honest with you. I don't need no stinking crown. Okay. So let me ask you this. In your life, how hard would you work is that, so that when you die, you would receive a medal? Some of us might take the medal and be like, ooh, I get a shiny, like, heart medal when I die. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to follow God. I'll try to do all this stuff. Like, it's shiny in heaven. Like, I'll get to wear this, and, like, everyone gets to see how awesome I am. And, and all of you would be like, no, it's not even real gold. Like, I don't even care. Your name's not even on it. Like, why, w- why would I try to live out and do things for a stupid medal? might be like, you know what, the goal is not to get the medal. The goal is to have fun in life. The goal is to enjoy life. But what if I told you, now let's upgrade it to the crown then. How many of you, now, for the purpose of this example, I know the Bible talks about when you get to heaven, you get a crown and you'll be awarded and all this stuff. But let's not, let's just say that you just get a crown. You get a gold crown with the biggest jewels in it. Like, some of you in this room might be like, you know what, I, I can do a little more God stuff if I, if I have a crown. Like, I, if that's the goal and I can walk around with a crown instead of a medal, like, I'll, I'll do that because then I'm even cooler in heaven. Like, God loves me more. Like, he, he made me a crown. Like, it, the crown is worth tons of money. It's pretty. Everyone say pretty. It never needs polishing, and it fits just right. You see, you could rack up tons of good deeds. You could pray 10 times a day. You could read your Bible from cover to cover once a year. You could give money to speed the light. You could tell tons of people about Jesus. And you could accomplish all of these things. And that's good. God wants you to do those types of things. That's part of acting out God in your life. That's part of what he's called you to. But what if... The goal in life was not to receive a medal. Or, or what if the goal in life was not to receive a crown? Um, but, the, but the goal in life was to receive this. Half of you didn't even know that this was going to be used. You're like, oh, it was just holding the stuff. Okay? It's a plate. It's a platter. Everyone say platter. Okay? It's a simple platter. But you see, 
when you have a platter and you hold it like this, it has a different connotation, doesn't it? Become servant or server. Another name for a waiter is server. What if in life your goal was not to receive a shiny crown, but it was to receive this? A servant's platter. That's what God wants your goal to be in life. God doesn't want your goal to be a crown or a heart-shaped medal or even to bring as many people with you to heaven as possible. That's not his goal. What he wants you to have in your mind is to be the best servant to God that you can be. There's nothing special about this. It's not made out of gold. It'd probably do some damage if I hit someone with it, but that's about it. But you see, the purpose of this plate is to serve others, to serve Jesus Christ. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward, heavenward in Christ Jesus. Will you guys all stand with me tonight? Tonight's challenge. Hi, Xander. Tonight's challenge, what I want you to think about in this moment, is what is your goal? Your goal could be so many different things. It might not even be God-related. If you're like, you know what? My goal is to be as popular as possible. Cool. Whatever. You're a cool person. I like cool people. We can be friends. Maybe your goal is to be the star basketball player right now. Or maybe your goal is to uh, work with your, with your performance crew, whether it be band, choir, or theater, or whatever, and be like, you know what, we're gonna be the best darn thing out there. Like, one act, we're going to uh, go to state, we're gonna do all this stuff. All these things are crowns. All right, everyone say crowns. Crowns, goals in life things you're working for. And you know what? Some, some of you are working towards crowns that are pointing you in the wrong direction. Some of you are working towards, towards crowns that, let me see here. Um, some of you are working towards crowns like, you know what, I want to be the best dressed person in my school. Or when I get enough, my, my, my crown is when I have enough money to buy whatever I want. My crown in life is going to be, you know what? I am going to be the head of a corporation. Or my crown is like, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to join the military and I'm just going to blow tons of terrorists away. Whatever, you know what? And, and all that stuff, whatever, that's, that's your thing. Some of you might be pursuing uh, crowns of popularity. You know what? A crown of popularity ends the day of graduation. 
Your crown of being the star basketball player ends at the end of the season. Your crown of hooking up with your girlfriend and messing around ends when the relationship does. Your crown of being cooler than everyone else around you and having an attitude about it ends when everyone else leaves you. Crowns dissipate, they lose their value, and they can be destroyed. But the goal of being a servant lasts for eternity. What are you chasing after? Are you chasing after a shiny crown? Or are you chasing after something not as flashy and not worth much, but in the right hands becomes a servant of God? Will you bow your heads with me tonight? As the leaders make their way down forward, I believe that there's a lot of us here tonight that are chasing things that God might not be wanting you to chase after. Crowns, they'll rust, they lose their value, they fall apart, but the attitude of a servant lasts for eternity. And wouldn't it be nice to enter into heaven, God saying, thank you for being an amazing servant. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you for chasing me. Because God's chasing you. What are you pursuing tonight? What's your crown? What do you need to give up? I want us to spend just two minutes here. Kyle's going to sing softly, but I want us to examine our hearts tonight. Examine things that you're chasing after. And, and the way you do that, the way that you determine that stuff is where, where is your time going? What kind of text messages are you sending? What are you doing in your room when no one else is around? What are your thoughts? What are you chasing after?